Yo, what is going on, baby? Nathan Kennedy, the new money podcast, TNMP. You already know what it is. Episode 41, running a $2.2 million business at 24 with Luke Fenn. How y'all doing, man? Coming to you again with another interview. I'm really excited about this one. Hope you guys are enjoying your week. As usual, at the start of the episode, I always like to say, any questions you guys have about this episode or past ones, please reach out to me on Instagram at the New Money Podcast. Shoot me some messages. We might even take one and answer it on the show. Also, guys, if you are listening to this podcast on Apple Podcast, I would really, really appreciate if you left a quick review. It can be just stars. You can leave a little comment there. You could, you know, share your feedback. How can I get better? Whatever you want to do. I really appreciate the reviews. They help a lot. So that would be great. Today, I got Mr. Luke Fenn. This guy, this guy's a gangster. Bro. This guy's an OG and he runs his own business out of London, Ontario. He's got a few businesses actually, and he's quite the entrepreneur. And I've uh, been trying to get him on the show for God knows how long. <laughs> Busy man, but got a hold of him, got it done, and uh, I brought a special one to you guys. And you know, this one uh, was really cool because you know, again, uh, it was just chill, man. I, I forgot that we were recording. We were just kind of chatting, and like a lot of the stuff that we talked about, I didn't know. Like I'm, the majority of it, I had no idea. So. Um, you know, I was, I'm right there with you guys just like, like, oh man, like this is crazy. Like learning kind of the stuff. And so I really hope you guys enjoy it. I really did. Yeah. Let's just friggin' dive into the interview, baby. Luke, how's it going, brother? Hey, my guy. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. I'm finally getting you on the show. Busy man. Oh. Eh? <laughs> Dude, honestly, I'm so fired up to be here, bro. Like, I, I've been thinking about this all week. I've been pumped, man. I, I know I, you know, kind of put it off a couple times. I'm fired up to be here, dude. I, I love what you're doing, honest to God. Uh, you're absolutely Appreciate killing it, man. it, man, straight up. Like, I, I absolutely love the show. You know, love the clips you're putting out. Love the content. It's so, like, it's it's honestly stuff people need to know. So Appreciate it, man. Just getting into it, guys, Luke is a really good friend of mine. Uh, I met him in school, and he is, is quite the entrepreneur. So I, I really thought we would uh, dig into his uh, sort of story, and I think you guys will find it really awesome. So, Luke, my man, like, can you just kind of take us, you know, the quick and dirty of, of your life? Like, we went to the same school. Tell me about how you got into to student works, and then we can kind of just yeah. go from there. Bang it out, 100%. So yeah, I guess like my name's Luke Fenn. I'm from uh, Peterborough and uh, basically grew up there my whole entire life. Came to school at Western. Uh, I guess kind of stumbled on this opportunity to run my own painting business, like similar to a franchise through Student Works. Uh, really been like, you know, hammering that out for going on my sixth year now, uh, which is absolutely crazy. Uh, haven't officially graduated Western. I think I just love it too much. <laughs> so, oh, really? <laughs> uh, bro, I got one half credit left. One half credit. We're doing, <laughs> we're doing, we're doing it right now. We're cranking That's it cool. out. But, um, yeah, man, I guess like, you know, really always been into entrepreneurship, definitely been super in, into entrepreneurship for the last like five years. Um, you know, whether that's been like my own business, I have so many friends that are entrepreneurs, you know, your circle kind of grows and you start hanging out with like-minded people that are doing, you know, pretty cool shit. And then started a few little side businesses, you know, student works has been my bread and butter, uh, the whole way through, but you know, a little mm -hmm. kind of side things, uh, throughout the years that we've been picking away, at, you know, yeah. some, someone well, some did it and we're, we're chilling. Yeah. Yeah. So what was, 
I mean, take me into the first year you kind of got into student works and I guess explain student works for some people that might not know what it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, you know, what was it about that program that sort of enticed you in versus like getting, I don't know, a more traditional job or, or like an internship yeah. or something like that? Like what, what pulled you in and then what kind of kept you there? 100%. So man, honestly, like, I think I knew I was supposed to be an entrepreneur, like, like my whole entire life. Like I, I, yeah. I remember just like being in high school and like, I was always really good at math and English. Like I didn't really vibe with the sciences. And then I just like went into a business class and, you know, my teacher, Mr. Carroll, he was just like the OG business guy at, at, at my high school, St. Pete's. And like, I was like, yo, yo, this is sick. Like, this is where I'm supposed to be. Right. Like yeah. I like business. Right. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I just think I just like, didn't really want like a salary cap. It's like, I want my, like my, like my life to be limitless. Like I want to make as, as much as possible, have have freedom, have the power of choice, you know, doing what I want to kind of, kind of everything like that with really no idea what to do. Like I had ordered like, you know, a big box of clothes, uh, like just a bunch of champion, like plain champion shirts and mm. champion hoodies in high school. And like wanted to cr try this clothing line that just totally sucked. <laughs> it totally <laughs> sucked. And I guess like when I was in first year, I had been introduced to student works and it was like, it was like, Hey, like, this is like, this is an entrepreneurial opportunity. Like this is a chance where we teach you everything you would need to know to run your first business, like sales, marketing, project management, managing your finances, hiring, interviewing, um, like, like growing and scaling a business. And I was like, I was like, all right, like, you know, like I'm listening and they're like, it's a painting business. And I'm like, mm, you know, like, dude, I'm useless with this kind of stuff. Like, I'm like, I can't change light bulbs. Like I don't mow the lawn. I don't take out the trash. Like I'm bad. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not that kind of guy. And then it was like, no, 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 no. Like, this is like your chance to actually like, like really build and manage something. Like we teach you how to do everything. So I'm like, and I really kind of realized that it was less about the painting. Obviously at the end of the day, we're a painting company. We paint houses. We do great work. I learned all that. That's stuff that you can be taught, right? Like that's just like manual labor, right? But I just saw this as like an opportunity where it's like, I can take it in the model that they already have that's proven that works. And like, you know, I'm, I, I was really, I was, I think I was more confident than I should have been, <laughs> you know, back, back then, I think I've gotten, I've been humbled in my years of entrepreneurship, <laughs> kind of getting your ass kicked at right. times. But I was just like, yo, like I can, I, I can really crush this thing. I was like, you know, if, if I'm seeing these other people do it and make all this money and run sick businesses at a really young age, I was a hundred percent sure I could do it. So I, <laughs> I was like, all right, yeah. I, I interviewed, whatever, got selected and then been banging it out ever since. So like, I guess even just for like a little bit more context, like I started off as really just a franchise owner, right? So ran my painting business in Peterborough my first year, uh, did like a hundred K revenue. Second year, I wanted to switch to London, you know, did my, ran my business in London for two years, did really well. And then from there, I got asked after, you know, they saw me be really, really successful. Like ran one of the biggest businesses in the company's history. They asked me to be a business coach with them. So now for incoming, you know, entrepreneurs, franchisees, I teach them everything they would need to know to run their business. I'm their full-time business coach consultant. Um, and I'm really just 100% devoted to, you know, having them see as much success, grow, learn and develop as much as possible, make as much money as possible. Um, so that's really like the role 
I'm in now is more on the you know coaching side of things. But but yeah, still same company, still same, still same, uh, same vibe. That's, that's great, man. When you were sort of going through it, kind of, I kind of just want to know, like, take me through uh, that that first summer. Uh, you know, how did? Yeah. <laughs> obviously, obviously, they you know give you what you need and they support you with what you need, but. I'm, I'd imagine there's still some sort of growing pains and things like oh that. Oh my God, so, dude. Bro, um, was you know, I, I, so, so take me through that. And then I guess uh, sort of speak to how uh, you overcame that and how like you'd maybe suggest uh, other young adults who are thinking about doing a side hustle or thinking about, you know, a venture or anything like that. Like how, uh, you know, what are a few things that you'd say to them? God, that's so good, man. That's so good. I think uh, there's so, it's so hard because like, I, I don't want to contradict myself. Like there's so many things like I can say, but like, I, I guess the first thing that just came to mind as you were describing this to me is like, you know, like books and classrooms and all these like traditional styles of learning will never, ever teach you as much as just doing something like just straight up out mm-hmm. there in the field doing shit. You can read books on starting podcasts. You can listen to other podcasts. You can take notes on what they say and how they do it, bro. But you're never going to be great at, being, at podcasting until you do a bunch of podcasts. Like, you know, like that's just the way it is, right? So, so you know, like you obviously have to get involved in something, feet on the ground, doing it, the work, making phone calls, knocking on doors, talking to people, whatever your business is, right? You know, making, you want to start a pizza shop, learn how to make the best pizza first. You know, don't read books on, <laughs> you read books, right? Do your research, figure it out, but you got you to make the freaking pizzas, <laughs> to, to be the best yeah. pizza, you know, guy, right? That's just how, that's just kind of how it goes. So in my first year, um, I got to learn what I was good at and what I wasn't good at, right? People are going to have their natural skills. Um, I, I realized really quickly that I was great at sales. Wasn't a problem. I was one, I was selling work, no worries, talking to people on the phone, going to their house, that wasn't it for me. Life was good for four months when I was just straight up selling. And then it came to the summertime when we actually had to do the work. And then I realized I'm super unorganized. And I probably should have realized that sooner. But you don't really realize it until you got so much going on that organization needs to be something that's constantly maintained for, for the progression to move properly. And when the progression's not moving properly due to your lack of organization, you're like, all right, I've identified a problem, right? We got, we got to work on this. And it took me a long time because it's something I'm not naturally good at. Um, it's became more of a discipline for me over, year, over, over the years. Like now I'm, I'm still the same guy. I'm a lot more organized than I was, but I would say I'm a lot more disciplined in that kind of area of my life than I was mm-hmm. before. So, um, and that would just look like, you know, like, I guess in a more like specific how that actually played out in my business in my first year is like, you know, I had a bunch of employees, I wouldn't always have their jobs lined up properly. So sometimes I'd have to give people a day off because I didn't give my clients enough notice, because I wasn't prepared and just like thinking far enough in advance, or I wouldn't give them what they needed always on a day to day basis. Like, you know, I'd be like driving my payroll to Markham instead of mailing it in because I was late and it was like, I can't have people not get paid. <laughs> that kind of just like stuff that really slows you down and holds you back because, you know, you're not focused enough or, or, or just naturally skilled enough in those areas. So I guess, it, I guess that should, you know, I, I don't know if you got any follow-ups to that, but that was really the, my first year. Like it was on, it was unorganized. It was sloppy. However, because of 
like, like I still ran a great business. I did run a great business, but on paper, it looks like a great business. Like I was like number six in Eastern Canada for like from here to Newfoundland for, for all new, new franchisees. Right. So I was one of the, you know, top 10 in Canada and that looked great. However, I had to make up, I, I had to work probably like three times harder than I needed to because I wasn't, you know, doing the things that I, that I could have been doing to either, you know, scale more and go up or run my business a lot easier at this, at the same, at the same kind of revenue numbers. hundred percent, man. And that resonates with me a lot because I feel like I'm the same sort of way. I feel like, um, I've always been, you know, very people oriented and, uh, that's, that's what I thrive in is, is those sort of interactions and, um, you know, obviously I love to talk. I love to do stuff like this when I'm on a podcast right now. Uh, yeah. and, and, and I love, I love, I love speaking in general. And, um, when, when I had that realization that I needed to get my organization up was when I started to do internships throughout school, like the time management component was just, it was a mess at first. And I was just yeah. kind of like trying to do too much at once. Cause I find that I'm kind of just like, okay, I need to do this, like this, 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 this. And then I'm. I get so motivated with so many different things I want. And I, I found that, and I, to this day, I still try to work on this is um, just channeling that energy. Cause there's so much mm-hmm. fucking energy going from yeah, God knows yeah. where, what different angles. And so I think channeling that and like, like you said, having, having more discipline. So I, I like, I force myself to like block off my days and structure my days and uh, you know, like really try to be conscientious as conscientious as I can. Uh, cause sometimes I'm, I'm a little laissez faire. Like it still creeps up yeah. on me. Sometimes you just, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. um, it is what it is, but like, that's that, that resonates with me a lot, man. So you had a great first year, you know, take me into the next few years. How did you, how did you level up? How did you like scale? Um, and, and, you know, was that a function of being in a new market or was that a function of like you just hitting a new stride and just, you know, kind of taking off, just kind of take me through that. 100%. All right. All right. All right. Okay. We'll go into a little, we'll go into story time. So, so, so year two, so dude, my, my freaking businesses are just so like, they're so funny every year. Like I, I feel like my life is so dramatic, but so my second year, right. I'm like, okay, look, I, you know, my, my thing was organization and just like being prepared way in advance. That was my thing. I'm not yeah. planning out like I'm not planning out like what I'm doing in three hours and I want to be planning out what I'm doing in like three weeks and I'm nowhere close to there. Right. Like right now I'm planning out my life, like two to four weeks ahead. Like I've got, like, I've got it pretty well locked down. Like I know what I'm doing most of the time, like pretty well, always like my, my schedule is back, back to back to back, like specific meetings and, and appointments and you know, where I'm going, like I'm at the point now where it's like, I'm scheduling drive time with like specific amounts plus 15 minutes before Mm. I'm going from A to B. So it's like, I know where I'm at every day, right? After my first year, I had to look back and be like, what, where did I miss, right? Like, where are my opportunities for growth? And my first thing was, you know, you know, love the people I worked with in my first year. Most of them were my boys, but like, I need like really, really good people, right? Like really Mm. great people that are on board that are invested uh, in this business. And it's like, I'm cool with paying more, right? As long as you're taking on more, right? Like the the value you provide is going to be equivalent to the pay you receive. So I'm like, okay, first things first, uh, I want someone to manage, help me manage my production, similar to a partner, right? Um, so I was looking for that particular person. So I was like, you know, where am I going to find that person? 
you know, my, my, my first thought was I want to find someone with experience. Um, basically did a bunch of digging, you know, obviously a little bit of luck and definitely a lot of skill was involved, but ended up, you know, bringing in someone in my business who had been in similar businesses for like four years. This was only my second year. So she knew what she was doing, you know, super great, uh, super great person, huge asset to my business. So I had this girl, Michelle there to manage my production. So I, okay, boom, right. We got someone who's going to take care of most of the stuff I suck at, right. I suck at organizing my production. Hey, Michelle, guess what your job is? Organizing production. All right, sick. Yeah. I get to focus on what I'm good at, right? From there, just, you know, built a team of painters that were really dope, super autonomous. Um, yeah, actually, uh, I was the youngest person in my business this year. I was 20. And every single person that had worked for me was, you know, either like 21, 22. Some of them were in their master's. Three of them were in post-grads, uh, like post-grad paramedic programs. So they'd already graduated university. I'm like, all right, I'm going to get some kind of more mature people some people that have bills to pay, <laughs> you know, if, if you need someone to work yeah. really hard for you, find someone with bills to pay, right? <laughs> you know, that just works, right? That, that, yeah, they're going to work hard, right? They're not calling in sick, right? They're not sleeping in. They got shit to pay for. So built a pretty stacked team, you know, was running my thing. Business was booming, was chilling. It was great. So my first year was stressful. My second year was like amazing. And at one point in my second year, I was going to uh, Kelowna, flying to Kelowna to visit my aunt, okay, with my family. And we were visiting my aunt for a few days. And then we were going to Banff and we were chilling, right? And I had le- this was my first time in my life leaving my business to run on its own without me there. And I was fucking nervous because I'm like, shit, mm. <laughs> something's going to go wrong. Clients are going to be pissed, right? Whatever. But I trusted them. I, I wasn't that nervous, but I was like, what? Who, who knows? I've never done this, right? What could go wrong? So, you know, for that to happen and for me to be gone, I had to show people uh, what's good. Like I had to like take Michelle to my clients, like introduce them, show her like the plan for production. All right, you're going to start here, do this, this and that, have this team working on this job, this team working on that job. Once they finish, call this client, tell them we're going ahead. I already emailed them, said, hey, we might be a couple days early. You know, here's like a four day window you can expect, whatever. So it was like max preparation. I left, you know, I didn't have cell service when we were like doing some stuff in Banff for a little while. I didn't get a call all week, no text, no calls, no emails, come home, you know, back to London with like a little stack of checks, whole bunch of signed contracts and 10 out of 10 reviews. Clients were pumped. Painters were happy. Everyone did great. I was like, holy shit. Like I, 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 I have found leverage, right? This worked. I had people like out there crushing it and I wasn't even there. So I'm like, damn, this is dope. This is really dope. I fucking like entrepreneurship, (laughs) right? I can't do that at other jobs. So bro, my brother was in Europe, right? Like my brother basically went from Banff to Europe and he was doing his thing. And my brother wanted me to come and my mom wanted me to come. And I was like, no, like I can't, like, obviously I can't come, right? Like I'm running this business that requires like way too much of my physical presence, right? You'd think. And then I was like, holy shit, wait a minute. Maybe not. I come back, I sit down, I have a meeting with Michelle. I'm like, listen, like I want to go to Europe for the next three weeks (laughs) and then I'm going to Mexico after and uh, I want you to run my business for me and I'm just going to pay you more and I'm going to pay all the painters more. Everyone's getting a raise and I'm going to teach you how to do my job. You know, she she wanted more responsibility. She wanted to learn more. She's down. Dope, right? Teach her everything. And this was like, this was like my ultimate test of like, can I be organized and prepared enough and see problems 
far enough in advance to, to, to train her on like potential issues. Like, like notice like, Oh, this might be like an issue. Like this client has this particular expectation. Like let's have this conversation with them right now. So it's, so it's clear, right. Whatever. And, uh, basically ended up flying to Europe, meet my brother there doing a little three week Europe thing, coming back for one day, flying to Mexico and my business ran itself for a whole entire month. And, uh, and, and, and I just like, remember like, you know, running out of money in Europe, like I'd spent all my money and then I'm, I'm in Ibiza and I'm with my brother and one of our buddies that just coincidentally was in Europe. And I got like a $13,000 check from Michelle. She was like, Oh, look, you got this check in. And she sent me like this 13 K and I was all right, we're back. Like I was, and then I was like, yo, this is it. Like entrepreneurship is it, you know, I'm creating my own future period you know, this free, this, this freedom, this lifestyle, this money. I was like, you know, like this, 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 this is it for me. Like I'm here now to, to mm. stay. And I just remember just lying on my bed, you know, with my, with my buddy Scotty and my brother and being like, yo, like I just got 13 K and we've just been chilling here for like two weeks. And I haven't even seen my business in like three weeks. And they're like, what the fuck? And I'm like, all right, we're good boys. Like, let's go, man. That's awesome. Kind of walk me through your third year now, you know, take me through that. And then I guess just sort of uh, take me to where you are now. And then I, I, I guess I kind of, because it's a money show, I'm going to ask you a little bit more about the money, the CFO side, uh, and then we'll kind of yeah, yeah. So basically in my second year, like at StudentWorks, that's something we refer to as a lifestyle business. Okay. So it was like, my business was like built around like a lifestyle, right? Like I wanted it to be like, you know, easier, chill. I wanted to have more freedom, take vacations, you know, dip out on it, created a lot of leverage in my business through having really, really great people. Um, and that was amazing. And then in my third year, uh, I really wanted to run like kind of like a monster business. Like I wanted to run a fucking giant business that makes me a shitload of money and is just like a sick ass, like, you know, go down in the books kind of business. So I, I really all like, you know, I guess I don't want to minimize it, but it was just like, I really just had to work my ass off and sell more than ever and hire sick people again. You know, I had all new people, right? Cause in my second year, they were a little bit older. They were in post-grad. They all ended up getting like good jobs, like, you know, doing whatever paramedic stuff or, you know, like whatever hospital work, all this, all these, all these good jobs. Right. <laughs> so, so now I'm in my third year, you know, complete turnover uh, of staff had to find some more sick people long story short, you know, ended up finding another guy with experience that we had ended up becoming, you know, super close. He's worked with me for, for like three years going on four years now. Um, and, and yeah, we just, just, just set out to run a really massive business ended up doing, um, $265,000, which at the time was like, I think one of the top five businesses ever in student work. So out of like 7,000 people and had one like really, really unique uh, kind of experience. And, uh, I guess like, I guess, hmm. so pr pretty well, long story short, like what had really like, like created a real shift in, in what I saw capable for myself was, was I booked a $130,000 job, one job, 130 K after taxes, after paint that was not including paint or taxes. So after all was said and done one person, one person, paid me over $200,000 and we finished this in three weeks. 
So this was the biggest amount of money I'd ever came across in my life. Like uh, personally, obviously, right. I had more, made more money in that three weeks than I had made in two years previous in my whole life, actually all my combined income from, from working high school jobs, my whole thing, all my money I made in my first year, all my money made in my second year made more than two, two years. To your business or to you? To to my business, to my business, to, your business, to my business. To your business. Yeah, like I obviously made you yeah. know like really really good profit off of that amount of money, uh, but you yeah. know whatever, right? yeah. yeah, you know it was right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so so pretty well, dude. Like it was it was basically just you know for a huge cannabis company that was looking to paint steel piping, and it was like, bro, I was twenty one years old, and I was quoting against competitors that had been in the business longer than I was alive. So for longer than one years, right? So I'm like, I'm like young guy coming in. I had known the guy that owned all the land that this, that this, that this cannabis company was like renting off of him. So like I had a bit of an in, right? I had done work for him in the past. Like he kind of thought it was the real deal. He introduced me to, to the growers and some of the guys making the decisions. And he was like, yo, this is Luke, whatever. I meet them. I'm walking around. I'm over fucking whelmed. I'm painting 150,000 feet of two inch steel piping and 7,500 feet of four inch steel piping. Never painted steel anything in my life. Never painted steel piping. We had to use grinders, like, like welding grinders. Never, don't, don't even know what that is really at the time. Uh, we had, you know, masks, suited up, hard hats steel toe boots like this is not my realm of work even like we paint walls dude like you know we paint windows and stuff right this is like a giant (laughs) commercial project okay so i'm like right there's like most people even inside of my company most people are telling me bro like you can't do this man like it's too hard um you know you'd never be able to finish this like 130k in just labor is is more than most people do in an entire summer. And I got this job in the second week of August. So it's like, they're, like it's, it's literally impossible. You could never, ever do this. You're going to have to subcontract like 50% of it out or, or even like 75% of it out. You're going to have to hire other companies, even if you get it. And I'm like, no, I'm doing it. I'm doing the whole thing. <laughs> I'm doing the whole thing. Yeah. Like, I'm going to figure this shit out, right? It's like, bro, this is a huge opportunity. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to let this slip. And I'm not going to like, you know, like I, and I'm too, I think I'm too, too, I don't know, cocky or confident to, to too much of an ego to be like, all right, you can take half. I, I, I can't do this. Like I'm, I'm not a, I can't do it kind of guy. I'm like, we're making this happen. I know we can make this happen. So we set out, it's like, we have to quadruple our, like we have to actually, like I had eight people going full time. Okay. So I didn't, I had to triple my staff. I had eight people going full time and we needed 21 we needed 21 people to be able to make this happen. So tripling your staff in like a week is, is, is pretty challenging, right? Um, so then I'm stealing people from every painting company I can, I can find. Like I'm making phone calls like, hey, how much work you got? You know, who, who do you have working for you? Do you have anyone that used to work for you? Calling, texting, posting on Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, messaging people I hardly know. Yo, what are you mm-hmm. saying? You want a job for like three weeks? Like I'll yeah. pay you a bunch, like everything, right? Paid everyone like way, way more than they were making before. And I'm like, all right, we're, we're, we're out to make this happen. Um, went out, had to invest a shitload of money that I knew I was going to get back. Uh, well, I, w- I didn't know, actually. Like, it was definitely, it was a super risky, super risky job. It was like a high risk, high reward kind of thing. Like, I had went out and I had spent like $10,000 on like sprayers and grinders and 
you know, spray shields and hoses and all these equipment that like I didn't even have and I didn't even know how to use. I guess, okay, I shouldn't even say that. I guess before that, I obviously had to book the job and I didn't know what I was doing. So it was like, bro, I'm again, calling other painting companies, using people inside of student works, uh, calling people at the, like I'm calling the paint manufacturers and suppliers, describing the product, describing the purpose of, of, of this job. Cause it's like, you don't paint 150,000 feet of steel piping to make it look cute. Right. The reason why mm. they're painting it is, is cause they're growing cannabis in there. And if these pipes rust, the cannabis will get rust on it and fuck things up for people, you know, like you can't have, <laughs> you can't have rust in your weed. You can't have rusty weed. You know? So, yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's like a health and safety concern. Right. And all these other companies are like, Oh yeah, we're going to paint it white paint. Like, we're going to prime it and paint it, whatever. Dude, I end up finding this product that they that they use to paint submarines. Okay, <laughs> it's 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 an it's an industrial marine coating. It's not even a paint, and it's basically used to sustain like high temperatures, a lot of pressure. You know, it can it can be like hot, cold, like it can be anything, right? Like in the winter, in the summer, with in a freaking greenhouse, like it's gonna be hot as hell. They're gonna be blowing water up with the irrigation system. It's gonna have water coming down it. So I'm like, this product is not going to rust. It's going to last you forever. You're never going to have any health and safety concerns. I already, I already know what these other guys are using just because I asked. Like I asked like, yo, what are the competitors doing? Oh, they offered this. I'm like, that's, that's like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, I didn't say it like that, obviously, but I'm like, you know, <laughs> right. That's, that's <laughs> I'm just like, oh, wow. You know, like that's, that's definitely not the product that I would choose to use. Like, you know, did they talk about anything about rust prevention? Obviously this is a big health and safety concern. If are they coming back to touch it up every year or what? Cause like, you know, that's pretty risky. Right. Anyways, like I just remember the moment I'm walking with my guy who had introduced me to this. I'm walking with the grower, the other guy that makes a decision. He looks at the one guy. He's like, yo, you know, this is the guy, like you found the right guy. And I'm just like, I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh my God, like this is sick. Is this going to happen? And I was actually at Propel. This was, this was the year I got into PSI, Propel Summer Incubator. Mm. Big shout out to Propel. And I was, I was in Propel and I see my guy give me a call. And, and I'm like, and I was like already telling these stories, right? Like, like the quotes and like, this is all brand new. And he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, Luke. So, you know, I was going whatever, like, yeah, whatever. You know what? Uh, how soon can you start? I'm like, like, so, so like, I got it. He's like, yeah, how soon can you start? They want you to start tomorrow. I'm supposed to go to Boots and Hearts. <laughs> I don't even like country music. I'm supposed to go to Boots and I'm like, I'm like, all right, Jerry, like, yo, I'll call. I'm, I'm starting tomorrow, bro. It's all good. <laughs> we're starting tomorrow. Calling everyone I know. Like, yo, we're starting fucking tomorrow. Like, we had brought eight, eight guys out the first day, 12 people at the second day, 14, 16, 18. Got, got it up to 21 people, right? And like, there was like, you know, still some turnover inside of that. And dude, we just, ba we just banged it out. Like we learned how to do everything. We brought in professionals. Like, like I could have never, ever figured this out on my own. I could have never hired these people on my own. I had so much help. It was really all just about being resourceful. And then dude, that job changed, that job, like literally changed my life, like completely changed my finances in my life. Um, it really, mm -hmm. honestly, it, it helped a lot with my mindset and like kind of seeing what was possible. Gave me a lot of confidence and just like, you know, being someone who had like, now like ran like a, like a huge business. Like I like that propelled me from a hundred, it doubled my business. I was at 135 K booked this 130 K job. So I went from 130 to 265 and it was like, damn, like that was like a game changer in my life, you know? Right. Yeah. hundred percent. And that's, that's within the summer, right? 265 yeah, in the summer. Yeah. One summer. 
Yeah. That's insane, man. Holy shit. Yeah. That's a that's a wild, wild story, man. And and like I guess congrats. Like, and so like Thank to this you, day, like the job, the job was good. Like it's still good, right? Like great. everything. Great. Yeah. They loved it, dude. They loved it, man. Like they used to like, bro, they would like drive around at night. It was really sick because like this place was so massive that like you could like it would take you like 10 minutes to walk the whole thing. And like I wasn't doing any of the work myself, right? I'm in a golf cart driving around with the guy, like with all the guys, the important guys that are making the decision. Like these guys are super wealthy, like, you know, like big cannabis guys when, you know, cannabis stuff is booming and uh, they're loving it, bro. Like we're just like driving around. It looks amazing. Like great work, like everything, dude, it was great. Still have a great relationship with them. Uh, yeah, it was, it was really sick. That's amazing, man. That's amazing. So I guess take me to where you are right now. And um, you know, some of the business you're doing, I know you're in more of a, a coaching role. Uh, so, yep. so kind of take me through how transitioning into the more consulting, you know, sort of business has been. And then, um, you know, what your sort of numbers look like, if you don't mind sharing them as 100%. well. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. So, so I guess like after that year, after my third year, uh, like that was where I was asked to be a full-time coach, right? Like they wanted me to like, you know, coach people, teach people how to run this business and teach them everything. So I guess like my first year coached 965k or 985k 15,000 short of a million a million was my goal which you know whatever didn't quite hit that but um had a sick year like I think I learned like um I I learned so much because it's such a different business um one thing one thing like you know we say in this company I know it's like you know almost a business kind of cliche but it's like there's no such thing as personal problems there are only or sorry, sorry, sorry. There's no such thing as business problems. There's only personal problems reflected in your business. Okay. Yeah. So I realized I'm not in the, in the, in the space of business coaching as much as I am in the space of people coaching and personal pro- problem coaching. <laughs> right. So it's really like everything, dude. Like it's like helping people. Like I think I think the biggest thing that I've found with people in not even inside of this business at all, but just like in being so focused on, you know, developing myself and learning and growing and taking on more and becoming more confident and like, you know, really trying to like maximize my potential. I've, I've really realized that like, you know, a lot of the, a lot of people in the world are, are just like, you know, I guess almost like afraid of things or just like, or, or like fearful of you know, taking a jump in one direction or making a particular decision or doing something. And like, you know, people in life don't always get positive reinforcement that they need to take action. And one thing I really do and, you know, am really dedicated to in my, in my team is like, you know, helping them reach their full potential and helping them take the steps that they need to run a better business, do better in school, you know, get to the gym more, whatever. And, you know, holding people accountable, having them get their why, like, like understand like why they're here, why they're doing this, uh, you know, not only like what, 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 what things are going to do for them, like, you know, how discipline is going to change your life or organization, organization is going to change your life, how, how learning is going to change your life and being focused on, you know, whatever it is that you want to get better at or, or how the money is going to change your life. Like, you know, it's like, listen, like if you don't want to run a hundred K business or 150 K business, if you only want, want to run like a 60 K business, that's totally great. 
let's make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. You know, like, do you realize like, you know, this 60K business is going to make you X and this 150K is going to make you Y? Like, what do you need money for? Like, is this going to actually take you to where you need to go? Or are you going to end up two years later and being like, shit, I don't have enough money. I got to do this one more year, or I got to get a different job, or I need a side hustle now. And it's just helping people like, you know, really map out and plan out. And it's so much easier when it's not you. <laughs> like I still have coaches. I still have mentors. I ask for help all the time because looking into someone else's life, everyone's a critic. Everyone can tell you, hey, you know, you got to do this or you should do that, right? <laughs> it's like, it's like whatever. But, you know, actually like, you know, being someone that's like there for that, like, you know, there for people for the right reasons and like a little more uh, unbiased, you know, if you want to do this, I'm all for it, right? Like I don't, like at the end of the day, it's your life. You get to do what you want to do. I'll support you in that. You know, let's make sure that's the right thing for you. Why are you choosing to do that? How are you going to get there? What are the specific steps you're going to take? You know, is there going to be any roadblocks, all that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, I guess put on your CFO hat now and, and, and sort of take me through <laughs> how was that, you know, a 19, 20 year old kid, you know, managing, you know, God knows how much money, uh, you know, to today, uh, what, yeah. the, your, what your sort of balance sheet looks like. And uh, so take me through your evolution with that and then quickly touch on your personal finances and, and your sort of investments right now. And uh, just give me total, I guess, financial outlook I, is, is my question. Yeah, 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 question. yeah. <laughs> no, 100%. So like, I'll, I'll, I'll be completely transparent in this because I, uh, I have been very reckless in my money, Nate. You would not, you would not be happy with some of the financial decisions I have made in the past. <laughs> however, <laughs> however, um, I really have been focused on changing that. And don't get me wrong. I definitely have some good investments. So after, you know, my third year, third year of school, third year of student works, I bought my first house. So I bought a house going into fourth year, which was obviously great. And that was a good investment, I would say. Um, got a great deal on it, been doing a ton of work on it. It's worth far more now than it was before. And totally into real estate. My, my, one of my next goals is I actually want to buy, I, I'm sure, right? I'll, I'll give you a couple of little things that were kind of, that are kind of in the schemes right now. But uh, one goal was to buy a cottage this year. Absolutely not for personal use. 100% for investment uh, purposes and, and kind of money making. Uh, just like I really, I really noticed and looked into the cottage rental market a lot this year. And especially, you know, with COVID and everything like that, I personally believe inner country travel is going to increase still, even for like ever. A lot of, you know, mm -hmm. maybe older people that might have had Florida homes might sell them. And instead of buying a cottage, they rent cottages dude, the shit is expensive. Like it's like, there's so much money in it. It's not even funny. Right. So, uh, I'm like, okay. Right. So rent a car. So buy a cottage. That's one of my upcoming ones. I actually, so, so I almost did something kind of stupid, not stupid. I felt like I deserved it. So like this past year, I guess like this year that just happened, that's happening. Like, right. Like I guess that ended for me, our, our summer really ends at the end of August, like everyone else's, but like, that's our, that's when our work kind of ends for painting. Um, we did $2.2 million, which was the, which was the number wow. one ever in the history of the company, 2.2 million. No one had ever broke 2 million. We broke, we, we broke 2.2. So I made, you know, a whole bunch of money and I wanted to buy a really dope car. Like I wanted to like kind of flex, you know, like I was yeah. looking at some really nice Benzes. I was looking at Range Rovers and shit. And, uh, and I actually decided against it. 
which I'm really happy with. I'm driving a 2013 Nissan Rogue that's totally fine. Yeah. I definitely am not in love with it, but I'm like, okay, <laughs> I don't need to flex. Like that's unnecessary. And now I want to buy either another business. I already paid off my school. I got my house. I'm either going to buy another house, another business. I already have some money in stocks. Not very, like I have like 15K in, uh, actually mainly in one stock. Um, anyways, but just, just like, you know, so, so I guess like my upcoming investments is either going to be something that I can use my money in combination with my skill set to leverage. So like, I'm talking like dirty, easy businesses, like car washes, convenience stores, pizza shops, dude, something that it's like, I can use like my management skills to run and learn this thing and own the physical property. Uh, and just, you know, look like little cash cows, like, like, like I ran that lawn aeration business kind of very passively for three years. And, and that's something I still own. We rebranded and we actually shut down during COVID because we had really just one kind of two employees and they were just like, we're going to collect syrup. Like they weren't going to make that much money. Like it was kind of a side thing. Right. Right. Um, you know, that's something I'm looking to grow and expand. Those, those businesses are little cash cows. I already know how to run it. They, they make, they just make good money. You know, I'm, I'm just so infatuated with this story. I feel like I kind of have to um, <laughs> taper it a little bit because I feel like we could just talk for, uh, you know, three hours, but I, I got um, time, bro. I straight up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Uh, but I guess, I guess, you know, take me through some of your mistakes that you've learned from and, and kind of just give, give a few pointers and, uh, you know, how you'd recommend, you know, young adults manage their money and how they get ahead of it. Mm, okay. So don't spend your money until you have a specific plan with what you're going to do with it. So like, I've got, I've still got this Benz in mind. I really, really like it. And I, and now it's like, like now it's almost like a goal where I totally have the money to buy it 100%, but I'm mm. not going to until I invest it to a point where I'm really happy with that investment. And that might honestly, that could very never, well, never happen. Like I obviously still have money coming in from my other stuff. Like, you know, like my full-time work with student works and everything like that. And, and, you know, those kind of commitments. However, I decided like, I'm not buying that car until I'm like, I, I have like a really good, a really good breakdown of like, like I don't like, I used to do those like, you know, spreadsheet budgeting. Like this is how much I'm going to spend on my mortgage. This is how much I'm going to spend, which is offset, you know, by rent and stuff like that. But like, these are my bills. This is how much I expect to spend on groceries. This is how much it costs to maintain my lifestyle. You know, I, I know I'm still going to buy you know, nice clothes and fancy shit and go on vacation sometimes. So I need to budget that I need to budget eating meals out, I need to budget my, you know, like groceries and Ubers and, you know, car and car insurance and everything like that. Yeah. And then once that's done, I get to see how much I have for investing, I have to find these investments, put my money into these investments, make sure that that is the amount of money I need to be investing and have a nice little safety, you know, amount that, you know, yeah. something goes wrong. I need to spend extra, right? Like I'm not, like, I'm not going to be foolish with it. And then, okay, we got this left for, for a vehicle or something like that. And maybe I don't get a Benz. Maybe I get a nicer Ford escape, like whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah, whatever, and just be yeah. like, all right, this is good enough for now. Or maybe I ride out this freaking rogue 
until it hits 300 million kilometers and explodes yeah. and i'm spending all my money on making money you know mm-hmm. so so i guess like i guess like the advice would be know where your money has to go or know where it should be going and definitely don't don't spend money you don't have that's ridiculous that's rule number zero that's like yeah. before that's like an unwritten rule right yeah. no no debt ever no credit card debt none of that shit No loans, no shit until you know you're making money. Like you can find, I'm sure you would know this a lot better than me and probably share this with with people, but like, you know, allocate responsible maybe percentages of your income to to particular areas of your life. If you're going to spend 50% or 25% of your life on your whip, you got a problem. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. 100%, yeah there's, right? there's, that's definitely like a, a great way to look at it is your, the percentage of your income. And a lot of kids that are, you know, coming out of school, whatever, they, they become house poor because um, of, of lifestyle inflation, right? Like they get yes. a new job, you know, things are getting better. They listen, I always say like, I don't want to be that douche on a podcast. That's like, yeah. you think you deserve it. You don't fucking deserve it. <laughs> like, I'm not going to be that guy because you do deserve it. Like you you've worked hard. You deserve to be rewarded, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you should punish yourself. In my opinion, yeah, financially. at what cost? Yeah. It's like, you know at what, I mean? what cost do you deserve it? Like, you know, it's like, cause it's like you can, and then it's like, you know, maybe, you know, certain people are just choosing to be stagnant because uh, because of their lifestyle or whatever. It's like, I know that for a while I was spending not more, like in my first like two years of running my business, I legitimately spent 100% of my money on my life. <laughs> like, I'm not joking, bro. 100 fucking That's percent crazy. of my money. By the time next summer had happened, I had zero. So then when I made a shitload of money, my third year, I'm like, I'm buying a house because if I don't buy a house, I'm going to buy every fucking t-shirt on the internet and every pair of pants and shoes, like, you know, and yeah, all this yeah, useless yeah. shit and like, you know, going out and bottles and whatever. And, and I'm like, I need to, I need to put my money somewhere because otherwise like I'm going to be irresponsible with it. And that was honestly a big shift for me because once I made my first big investment, I was mm. like, okay. I like this. Like investing is actually addicting in a really good way. Like now that's why I couldn't buy this car. I was like, I was like, all right, man, like actually picture myself next year with a legitimate expense. A car is an expense, a liability, a a providing really nothing for you or next year driving my same car and having another business generating the income or a second house that's just making me more money. And then it's like, okay, and then I do that three more times. And then it's like, okay, now I can have one of these houses buying me events, or I can have one business buying me events. And then, and then we're actually chilling. And then it's like, all right, like this expense is offset by this asset, right. <laughs> you know, earning right. money. And I can write that off, you know, you can call that even. Yeah. So, yeah. hundred percent, man. And that's, that's the right way to think about it is, is using the cash flow from the business to to fund it when you, when you reach a point where you're like, okay, like this is kind of just like a ding on my yes. sort of like plan. Like make it's a not, dent. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like that's, that's, I mean, for me, like, I'll be honest, dude, I, I like love cars and like, I, you know, I see around and whatever, but like, I got a Honda civic, I'm driving that fucking thing yeah. to, the, to, the dirt, <laughs> to the dirt. Bro, I don't care how much car, money I make. That was my first car, bro. Yeah. 2003 baby Honda civic coupe can't you can't beat it man so you can't i can't beat it 
I, I think, you know, I'd have to be in a place in life where, oh, I don't know, man, like it'd have to be really, really good. Like, I'd be like, really, like, I'm hoping to get there someday, but yeah. it'd have to be well, like, bro, you will. I appreciate that, man. It'd have to be considerable. Like, I'd kind of be like, <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? I like, love it. for I me love to it. justify getting like a C63 AMG, you know, blacked yeah. out, like I'd, I'd love, dude, I'd love to do Murder something day. like that, but yeah fuck that's not happening for years and i know that and that's okay you know what i mean yeah 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 yeah. i i i agree though i i know it was like i i guess like i i was having a phone call with one of my really close friends the other night and and i i had all i had convinced him on this whole whip thing you know i was like yo bro like i'm gonna get it like it kind of like you know it's almost like a credibility thing like i'm making all this money and i'm driving this shit like it's like all right, it's not even a piece of shit, but like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not driving something really dope. Like other people yeah. that are making this much money are driving way doper cars. I'm like, I'm going to do it, you know? Like, and, and I kind of convinced him and I was like, and then he was just like, whatever, you know, at the point where it's like, all right, I'm not going to battle this. You obviously want it. And then I called him. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm not doing it. Yo, I'm not getting this. <laughs> he's like, let's go. Like, he's like pumped for me. He's like, see, bro. It's like, what are we celebrating? You know what I mean? Like, is what he had said, like, what are we celebrating? Like, we're not there yet. It's like, yeah. you know, like you got to have your money, make more money. And like, you know, you, I, I'm nowhere close. I'm, I'm not like even a fraction of what my goals are. So yeah. why am I going to just like, you know, buy a car celebrating a great year? Okay. Like, you know, good work. You don't need the freaking car. Like go celebrate by, you know, buying something else, buying a business, buying a house. That's dope, man. And yeah, like I'm, I'm just, I'm super happy for you and I'm super happy that you found uh, a lot of success with your businesses. So I guess quickly touch on what's next, man. Like what's, what's in the card sphere for the rest of the year and next year. And, um, where, where are you looking to, to take your business? Great question. So definitely staying with student works this year. Not sure, you know, what, what the plan is going to be next year. I have no idea, man. I think it's going to be somewhere in like the coaching consulting space, like, like, you know, like more private coaching consulting. I really love, uh, I love business. I really get along well. I vibe well with entrepreneurs and people that are looking to, you know, really grow more and develop themselves. So um, I've always kind of had this theory and I've really seen it play out. And I think it really just honestly is true is that there's so many smart people in the world with such great ideas that I couldn't come up with that their businesses suck shit or fail because they suck at sales and selling or don't have the confidence or training or whatever it is to make these things pop off. And I would really like to be someone that can help businesses boom and explode because they get taught how to be mega dope at sales, marketing, persuasion, negotiating, and just like boom, pop off. So I think that's one space that I, I definitely will be in eventually. Um, I'm really just looking to make as much money as possible, put it in good places and, you know, be smart and be responsible with it. And I think that, you know, I guess like one thing I haven't even really said yet is like, I have a ton of fun too. I have a ton of fun in what I'm doing. I do love it a hundred percent, but like, mm. I, I, I love going out. Like I love hanging out with my friends. I love traveling. Like I do like, you know, like shopping and doing shit like that, ordering Uber Eats, like definitely not the best with like with my money and that, but I don't regret that stuff at all because you have like, if you're not like, I don't want people to like think like, you know, work yourself to the ground and don't enjoy it. Like yeah. if I didn't have a, if, if I didn't have fun with my money, like 
things would probably be a little bit different. So like, you know, definitely, um, I'm definitely going to keep, keep working towards making a lot of money. And, you know, the reason I'm in entrepreneurship is, is, is the lifestyle as well. The freedom, you know, I do get to do what I want. I still have to work. All, I, I work way more than the average person works. Like I will put in 100 hour weeks, like 20 weeks a year, probably like I'll, I'll work an easy 60 hour, 80 hour week, most weeks. And like, you know, a lot of people don't get that. Like, why the hell do you do that? <laughs> like, that yeah. sounds sounds crazy, but it's like, A, obviously I like it. So it's not as, as hard of work as I am. You know, it's 9.40, I'm in the office. I'm probably not going to leave for another two hours, right? Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm chilling, that's no problem. I'm up at seven tomorrow, I'm working all day. And, you know, yeah, so, so yeah, you know, enjoying your money, enjoying your work, having the freedom to choose what you want to do when you want to do it. Um, all that kind of stuff is what continues to like, you know, drive me. And that's what I'm looking to create moving forward. So, or continue moving forward. So I don't have a specific answer of, you know, where that's going to be. Right. I think eventually I'm in the, in the coaching consulting sales, probably space, but who knows? Who knows? For sure, man. And I guess the last sort of thing I want to ask you, my man, and you know, thank you so much for, you know, sharing the story. I probably going to like, I always say this to a lot of guests. I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to grill you with questions after we're done here, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like what's, if you had to pick one thing that'll, that'll set apart, you know, young adults. And I know you've kind of touched on a, a reoccurring theme in this episode, but if you were to say like one thing that's going to, you know, set them apart, like, you know, what's going to make them successful versus unsuccessful. Like, what would you say that one thing is? One thing, if I can say two things, and I honestly think they could still be categorized under one, I would say mindset, um, mindset slash environment, you know, you have to believe your, in yourself, you have to believe that you can provide value, you know, the world in a lot of ways is kind of scared and like move slow, people need positive reinforcement, people aren't going to give you, you know, validation a lot of the time, your bosses, your employers, your parents, whatever, you know, aren't always going to give you the encouragement you need or deserve. And at the end of the day, it's really up to you. So you got to train yourself, you got to find people, that's, I guess, the environment part, surround yourself with, you know, smart, positive people that push you. Um, You know, like, you can go to events, you can find online communities, you can listen to people, like, I like, and I hate how, like, sometimes these people get put in a box, but like, like the Gary V's, the Tony Robbins, like, fucking uh, Patrick Bet Davis, like, or whatever, all these people, man, are so good. And, you know, you can get mentors, you can ask for help, people are willing to help, I'll help a stranger, you ask me a question, hey, bro, like, how do I work on this? Dude, like, we'll, like, we'll sit down, we'll have a conversation, I'll phone you, whatever. So mindset, work on that, train that, read books, listen to audiobooks. I'm way too ADD to read books half the time. So I'm just audiobook all day. (laughs) Luke, man, thank you so, so much uh, for coming on, brother. If somebody wanted to reach out to you, uh, you know, I'm not sure if you post too much content yourself, but uh, don't post enough, dude. I'm, I'm going to post a lot on LinkedIn. I'm actually, I actually really, I decided recently, uh, I'm going to be doing a bunch of interviews with the people that work with me. Uh, and, and, you know, just kind of having them share what they, what they were able to do and, and see last year. And I'm going to post those on LinkedIn actually. So hit me up on LinkedIn, Luke Fenn. Uh, my, my handle on every platform is Duke Fenn nine. So Luke with a J J U K E F E N N nine. That'd be like, you know, Instagram, whatever. I actually don't use Twitter at all. It's the same yeah. thing on my Facebook thing, but you know, 
snap, whatever, you know, everything. We got it. We got it all. So what's the juke? Like, are you a football player? Or like, what is it? <laughs> no, it's just like, it's just like a, a little nickname I've been having for a long time. Like just when I, just when I was a, just when I was a young man, you know, some of my oh, buddies yeah. that were just older than me just started calling me juke when I was in like legit, like grade nine and like all the kids in like grade 11 were just calling me juke, juke fan. And I was like, all right, sick. I guess that's it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's unreal, man. That's unreal. But yeah. uh, yo, Juke, man, I uh, I appreciate you coming on the show, brother. I, I a ton of valuable stuff that we went over and, and kind of, you know, I think a lot can be taken away from this episode. So, dude, thank you so much for coming on and I'll have to have you back on, brother. 100%. I'm, I'm totally down. Okay, so that was the interview with Luke Fenn again. Fantastic guy. I hope you enjoyed it too. Let me know what you guys thought of that. Not gonna do a new money mailbag today as it's usually an interview. I usually do it during like the solo dolo episode. So I'm uh, gonna answer some questions uh, later this week, but thank you so much for tuning into the episode. Hope you learned something today. But for now, man, I am out of this mother peace.